Welcome to Guarding the Well podcast. My name is James. This is episode 11. Uh, Our aim here is to help you have a healthier walk with Jesus, and we pray uh, that your walk with the Lord is growing. And if you don't know Jesus, we would love to um, talk to you about Him, tell you what the Scriptures say about Him. So often people that don't know Jesus get to only hear about Him if it is through some movie or TV show or something on the internet. And that's not always true. That's not always in line with what the Bible says about Jesus. And so if you're exploring uh, Christianity and who Jesus is, and if you have a question about Him, about something uh, relating to the Bible— Just let us know. Uh, We would be more than happy to talk to you uh, about Jesus and who he is and what the Bible says about something. Uh, But we are glad that you're joining with us today, and we would love to hear from you, love for you to connect with us. Uh, You could do that through Facebook, uh, Guarding the Well. Uh, We're there. We're posting. uh, The podcasts are there. Uh, Different uh, things during the week we we put up just so that we can help you. uh, If there's anything we could do for you, send us a message, leave us a comment, like the page, like the post, um, whatever the case may be. And uh, we'd also like to just let you know that you could support us. And what we mean by that is you could uh, subscribe to the podcast. That would be a huge support to us. Uh, All you have to do is hit the subscribe button, and you're not going to get notifications all the time. We only throw a podcast out on Wednesdays. Wednesdays. And so hopefully you could join us for for that. Um, Just liking the page. And then also you could like the Facebook page. If you could share uh, the podcast, share the the Facebook page, anything along those lines, that would be uh, beneficial to us. If you could uh, leave us comments, uh, that is supporting us. You may not realize that, but that is supporting the ministry here that we're trying to do, and you could be a part of that. And so if you could just subscribe, leave comments and likes, questions, anything along those lines, it would be it would be fantastic. And so we hope that you are well this day. Uh, hopefully your Wednesday is going well. And um, Wednesday is always the, the day during the week where it's like in the middle of the week. And that's why we try to release the podcast on Wednesday. Uh, try to help you get over that uh, midweek hump. I think they used used to call it, um, but we're, we're hopefully you're doing well. Last week we started to talk about worship, and we started to talk about uh, what worship is, and that is giving worth back to God, uh, that worship should cost us something, and that worship, when we worship in the difficult seasons in our life, it helps to guard our hearts that when we worship in the, the seasons of our life where we don't really feel like worshiping, it actually helps to remove the pollutions that are in our heart because it refocuses us. It centers us back onto the Lord. But here's the thing, thing and I'm going to be really honest with you. Worship is hard. There are many times in your life, and I'll be honest with you, even in my life, where we don't want to worship the Lord. It is hard. It's difficult to worship God in the pain. It really and truly is. And so if that's you right now, that if you've gone through something, uh, last episode we've you know mentioned everything because of COVID, or, or maybe it's relationship. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe uh, the doctor has called with not, not very good news. Um, whatever the case may be, if you're in a season right now and it is hard for you to worship Jesus, Take a breath. You're not alone. 
that happens. That doesn't mean you're a horrible Christian. It doesn't mean that uh, you lost salvation or anything along those lines. It just means that you're walking through a season right now. And it happens to a lot of people. And I'll give you an example. When we found out about my son, uh, Noah, and if you're just joining us uh, and, and you weren't able to listen to episode one, my oldest son uh, is in a wheelchair. Uh, last episode, I mentioned he, he has stopped walking. He has what is called Duchenne muscular dystrophy, and it's 100% fatal. There's, there's no cure for it, and uh, his muscles literally waste away. And so he's 12 years old, and he is unable to stand right now for more than 20 seconds uh, thereabouts. And so my wife and I pretty much take care of him, and he's a great kid. He still goes to school and everything along those lines. He just doesn't have the strength to, to do uh, things. But... When we found out about what he had, he was nine months old. And usually uh, kids with this disease are not diagnosed until they're about four or five years of age. But, um, you know, something threw a red flag up for uh, my child's doctor. And, you know, long story short, we found out that he had this when he was nine months old. We actually found out in September of 2008 um, that my son had this. That was a Thursday that we found out about that. The next day, that Friday, I was scheduled to go to a men's conference with a couple men in my church. Uh, we were leaving Friday afternoon, uh, taking the drive down to where the conference was. Uh, there was a little bit of the conference was Friday night. We stayed over at a hotel uh, Friday evening, did the rest of the conference Saturday uh, morning, early afternoon, and came home. And so it wasn't that long of a conference, but it was the day after uh, I had a doctor tell me that uh, my firstborn son had a muscular dystrophy, and that was numbing. And I can remember going to this conference, and for those of you, uh, you, you might know the name Michael W. Smith. Uh, he is uh, a Christian singer. Uh, well, he was leading the worship that evening at that conference we went to, and I can still remember it. It's fresh in my mind. I sat there. You know, for the worship of, of singing songs, and I said last episode, singing is not all worship. I, I, worship is more than singing, but that night, for that part of worship, of singing, I just sat there, and I was numb. I was angry at God. I didn't want to sing about God's grace. I didn't want to sing about God's love. I didn't want to you know, I didn't want to enter into worshiping God because of everything that was going on in my heart and my mind at the time. I literally, and I'll be honest with you, refused to worship the Lord because of the pain that I had within me. And to us, that may sound striking, but God understood. The Lord knew my heart. He knew the struggle and the pain and the hurt that I was going in, going through. And Worship is hard when we're in seasons like that. It's really hard. But here's the thing. When worship is hard is when worship is most beneficial to us. What I mean by that is when we put ourselves, when we enter into worshiping the Lord in the seasons where worship is most difficult for us, is when that worship will become most beneficial to us and for us. And we need to realize that. 
we need to enter into our lives and realize that worship is going to be hard, but when we don't feel like worshiping, that's when we need to worship the most, because that's when God is going to meet us in our pain and in our difficulties, and he's going to meet us in those seasons. Well, the question is this, how do we worship the Lord? In those seasons of pain or trials or difficulties, or whatever the case may be, how do we worship the Lord in those seasons when we don't feel like worshiping? Like, how do we do something that we don't feel like doing? And it's something that I've wrestled with in my life. It's, it's things that I've talked to other people about as they've wrestled in, in their lives. And one of the things that we need to do that will help us worship the Lord in the seasons when we don't feel like worshiping is we need to focus in on God. Namely, we need to worship, uh, focus in on what is true and not what we feel. Like, hear that. You need to focus in on what is true and not what you feel. What we feel all the time is not always true. I'll give you an example. My, my daughter is, well, she actually just turned uh, eight a couple weeks back. But the other night um, when she was sleeping, it was early in the morning, but the, the sun hadn't come up yet. Uh, she was calling my wife uh, in their, her bedroom. And one of the things in her room, it actually just a stuffed pillow, um, she thought was an animal. And she was really afraid of it. She literally thought an animal was in her room, and so she was hiding under the blankets, shivering, calling for my wife to come in, uh, because what she felt was an animal staring at her was actually just a stuffed pillow. You know, because of the darkness, her mind mind and her eyes were playing tricks on her. What we feel is not always true. I know it's 2020, and people will disagree with that, but it's the case. What we feel is not always true. And so oftentimes in the times of our life where we don't feel like worshiping, we're going to be focused in on how we feel. And how we feel is is how we feel, but that doesn't mean what we're thinking or what we're feeling is true or right. And what we need to do is we need to move past that. And we need to look to the Lord and we need to realize that in the midst of all that is going on, what is true about God is always true about God. That he, no matter how we feel, his truth does not change. If we feel God has left us, that doesn't mean God has left us. If we feel that God is uh, punishing us, that doesn't necessarily mean that God actually is punishing us. If we feel that God... uh, does not exist. It does not mean that God doesn't exist. Those are things that we feel, but they don't change the truth. And in our seasons of of hardship, where our hearts are being attacked by so many different things, we need to realize that what we feel is not always right. It's not always true. And we need to surround ourselves and we need to focus not so much on what we feel. We still need to process those emotions. But we need to process them in the light of the truth of God and his word. Because it's his truth that sets us free. Because isn't that what Jesus tells us? The truth shall set us free. And so often we get in these seasons of difficulty and we focus in on what we're feeling. And we forget what is true. Well, what is true? What do we focus in on when it comes to the Lord? Well, we could spend 
a long time talking about that. But I'll give you just a couple for today, and hopefully maybe you could pick one of them out and focus in on them instead of necessarily what you're feeling. And, and you need to focus in on who God is. See, no matter what is going on in, in your life or in my life or in the world or in our, our, our nation, God is holy, and God is always going to be holy. And what that means is that God is set apart, that God is different. That no matter what takes place, God is always going to be holy. That is who he is. And we could rejoice in that because God is different than everything that we see in the world, that God is set apart from everything in the world, that he is different, that he is the one that has created the world, but that he is outside of the world. We need to focus in on his holiness. We also need to focus in on the fact that God is love. That when we're in our season of of, of difficulties and hardship and we feel that God doesn't love us, well, we have to focus in on the truth of who God is, and that is that God is love. And that his nature is one of love. And that God does love us, not because of anything that we do or don't do, but because of who he is. And that in Christ, God loves us, that he really does love us. And our situations in life and what we feel does not change the fact that God still loves us. Even in our sin, even as we sin, you know, if my kids mess up, I still love them. And the same thing is what can be said of God and for his children. That even in our sin and our mistakes and our folly and our rebellion, that he still loves us, even if we don't feel it. And so maybe you're in that point of your, in your, your walk right now where you don't feel that God loves you. Well, God says he does because Scripture says God is love. And so we need to focus in on that. We need to focus in that God is fair because here's one of the things that happened to me, um, and I, I still struggle with this at times, and think, well, it's not fair that my son has what he has. It's often said, well, it's not fair that, you know, my marriage fell apart. It's not fair that I lost my job. It's not fair that such and such happened to me. It's not fair that, you know, my parent got cancer. It's not fair that, and we could fill in the blank. And we can make the argument and we start to feel that God is not fair. Well, Scripture tells us otherwise. The Apostle Paul tells us that God does not play favorites. You know, in the book of Habakkuk, where Habakkuk is like, well, what's going on? Why are you... This question I get a lot. Why do good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people? And quite honestly, the scripture is very clear. It tells us there is no such thing as good people, that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and that no one seeks God, that none of us are good, and that every that we don't deserve anything. The only thing that we do deserve is God's wrath and his punishment and his justice because of our sin. And so God doesn't play favorites because we're all sinners before him. And everything that does happen that is good is only because of God's grace. It's only because of his grace. And so God is fair. And it may not seem like God is fair in your life right now. I would encourage you to look at the truth that doesn't change. That scripture tells us that God is fair. But you also have to look at your situation from, uh, from eternity. Sometimes we, we look at people and go, man, they, they hate Jesus. They don't know Jesus at all, but man, their, their life seems to be going really, really well. 
but I love Jesus, and my life seems to be going really hard right now. It's really difficult. I thought God loved me. Why isn't this fair? Well, you need to look at that from an eternity mindset, that if that person doesn't repent of their sin, they're going to spend eternity separated from God. But because you're in Christ, you're going to spend eternity with God. And that is an incredible thing. Incredible thing to be thinking about. And so I would, fo- I would encourage you to focus on the fact that God is holy and that God is love and that God is fair. And here's one more thing for you to focus in on and help you to worship in the seasons of life when you don't feel like worshiping. God is always at work. He's always, always at work. And this is something that we struggle with because we, we're visual people. You know, I like to vacuum the, the carpet. And I know this is strange, but I like to vacuum the carpet because I'm able to see what I just did. I, I'm able to see the lines in the carpet and go, oh, I accomplished something. I could see it. We are visual people. And so often we don't see God working in our lives. And it's because we don't see God working in our lives or we don't feel that God is working in our lives, we think that he's not. And that's not the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is that God is always at work in our lives. He's always moving and he's always working. And yeah, sometimes he may only be putting pieces in place that you don't even realize. And it may be a while for you to physically see the work that God has been doing over the years. But he's working. He's always working. You know, the farmer that puts the seed into the ground doesn't see results for a while. But that doesn't mean the seed isn't doing anything in the ground. I planted grass in my yard this week, and there was at least two or three weeks where, you know, I didn't see any grass coming up out of the dirt. I'm like, well, what's the deal? Does that mean the grass seed wasn't working? No, it was because now I have grass in that spot. And there's times where, where things are working behind the curtain, so to say, that we can't see. And that's what God is doing. God is working in your life. He may be putting pieces in place. He may be working underneath the surface that you can't see, that you don't realize. And as much as I, as this is difficult to say, sometimes God needs to use the difficult seasons in our lives to do the most work in us. Growing up, one of the things I realized, the farther away from home I got, the louder my mom had to yell to get me to come back. Sometimes the farther we move away or drift away from Jesus, the stronger the work God has to do to get us to move closer to him. And sometimes that's a difficulty. Sometimes that's a hardship. But God is working in your life, even if you don't feel like it. And so how do we worship in these seasons of of pain and unrest? Well, we need to focus in on what is true and not what we feel. We need to focus in on the fact that God is holy, that God is love, that God is fair, that God is always at work. And one other thing that we have to do that, that helps us to worship in this season where we don't feel like worshiping, and that is we have to understand that everything that you and I do is worship. Everything. Worship is not just singing. Worship is everything we do. 
Worship is how we drive our car. Worship is what we post on social media. Worship is how we work at our jobs. Worship is how we uh, work with our coworkers. Worship is how we live with our family. Worship is how we interact with our neighbors. Worship is what we take a look at when we're on the internet. Worship is what we listen to and what we read and what we watch. Everything we worship Everything, excuse me, everything we do is worship. And because of that, we should seek to glorify God in everything that we do. If you're having a hard time worshiping the Lord right now because of the season that you're in, just look at the things in your life that you do on a normal day-to-day basis and go, that can be my worship to the Lord. How can I use my job to glorify the Lord? How can I use my work ethic to glorify the the Lord? How can I use my social media accounts to glorify the Lord? And just try to worship the Lord through those things. And he'll work. He'll move. So how do we guard our heart? Well, we guard our heart. We guard our wellspring by worshiping God even in the seasons of life when it is hard and difficult and we don't feel like it. So if you're in a season like right now where you don't feel like worshiping the Lord, I would encourage you to worship the Lord, to focus in on what is true about God and not necessarily what you feel. Because sometimes our feelings lead us astray. Because sometimes our feelings aren't right and accurate. But the truth of God is always true, always accurate. So focus in on him, worship him, even though it's hard, and it will guard your heart, it will encourage you, it will strengthen you, it'll start to root out the pollutions that are in your heart that are trying to lead you away from him. And so we pray that you would be, we're blessed by this and that you're encouraged by it and hopefully uh, we'll hear from you and hopefully you'll tune in uh, for episode number 12. Hopefully you have a great day. Take care.